Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Good morning, Edwin. Good morning, Andrew. It's a happy Monday, my friend. I, it is for me. January 16th, the year of our Lord, 2023. Already halfway through this month. I know, I know. Just long enough to forget what I even resolved to do. <laughs> resolutions. <laughs> Low those two weeks ago. My resolution was no more resolutions. Oh, good. I and I've keep, kept it. I've been keeping. I've been keeping that one. It's going well. It's it's an amazing testament to your character. Hey, buddy. I do what I can. <laughs> I do what I can. I got to tell you, today we are beginning a new book of the Psalms as yes. well. Yes. Yes. Psalm seventy-three, and I know we all have you know kind of our favorite Psalms. This one is one that has spoke to me again and again. I, I just, you know, a little bit of personal confession time. But, you know, when, when we have those seasons where maybe we get, you know, a little bit doubtful or a little dry in our faith, I actually come back to this one. Yeah. I come back to Psalm 73, and I come back to the Sermon on the Mount. And spending time in those, it it uh, helps my perspective. It lights my fire again for the Lord. Yes. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad we get to talk about this this week. So my favorite psalm in general, mm-hmm. so this this is, I know this is going to sound weird, but my favorite psalm is Psalm 16. Okay. But this psalm, Psalm 73, actually has my favorite verse. My favorite verse in the whole Bible is, is right? in this. I, really? I know it sounds weird that my favorite verse in this psalm, but overall it's not my favorite psalm, but that's just the way it is. No, so, I, I get that. Yeah. So Psalm 73, 25, and I, I hope we'll get some time to talk about it this week, but, but today... Well, I mean, as you've told us that, I'm sure we will. <laughs> but, well... And also, I'm the one that sets the topics. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, anyway, like you said, okay, let's just run through this here real quick. I know we're going to read it in just a second, but just kind of a refresher. You already mentioned three books, mm-hmm. and I know you and of I of the Psalms. Of the Psalms, right. I, I know. I know you and I are aware that there are five books in the Psalms. But for folks new to the Psalm, let me just share this real quick because a lot. I I, I don't know how long I was in the Psalms and studying mm-hmm. the Psalms before mm-hmm. I discovered that that there's actually five different books yeah. of Psalms yeah. in this one Psalter that we have as our Bibles are put together it's, today. It's, it's a library within a library. You're right. So, And some think that that probably is supposed to mirror having the five books of Torah, the five books of law. Okay. So what we have is Psalms 1 through 41 mm-hmm. is a book of Psalms. Psalms 42 through 72 is a book of Psalms. That's the one we've just finished. Yep. Psalms 73 through 89 is a book of Psalms. And that book mostly has Psalms of Asaph. Okay. Okay, 11 of them mm-hmm. are Psalms of Asaph. And then you've got book four, Psalm 90 through 106. And then you've got book five, Psalm 107 through Psalm 50. Mm-hmm. I think it's good for us to notice that because I do think this psalm that we're about to read actually mirrors in some ways or or takes us back in some ways to the very first psalm. It's it's an introductory psalm to this mm-hmm. book, just like Psalm 1 okay. is an introductory psalm to that book and the entire psalter. It sets the tone, doesn't it, it, it? It pulls up some of those same mindsets about walking in the way of God, not being lured away by the scoffers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so as we, as we go through this... I mean, yeah, to me, Psalm 73 is very personal, that... Asaph is describing his walk and the pull of the scoffers yeah. versus his you know ultimate resolution to stay with God and on the path of God. Right. But I mean I mean here it is played out in his life. Right. So Psalm 1 is very much a didactic 
teaching wisdom psalm that says there's a way that's bad and there's mm-hmm. a way that's good, yeah. and I'm teaching you do this. Now here's Psalm 73 is a person's personal experience trying to figure out which of those paths he's going to walk on. Right. And so I think and I think it's good that we've said all that before reading it so that we can hear it as we're reading. Yeah. So I'm going to jump in with Psalm 73. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version. It is a psalm of Asaph. Truly, God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped, for I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For they have no pangs until death. Their bodies are fat and sleek. They are not in trouble as others are. They are not stricken like the rest of mankind. Therefore, pride is their necklace. Violence covers them as a garment. Their eyes swell out through fatness. Their hearts overflow with follies. They scoff and speak with malice. Loftily they threaten oppression. They set their mouths against the heavens, and their tongue struts through the earth. Therefore his people turn back to them and find no fault in them. And they say, how can God know? Is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the wicked. Always at ease they increase in riches. All in vain have I kept my heart clean and washed my hands in innocence. For all the day long I have been stricken and rebuked every morning. If I had said, I will speak thus, I would have betrayed the generation of your children. But when I thought how to understand this, it seemed to me a wearisome task. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I discerned their end. Truly, you set them in slippery places. You make them fall to ruin. How they are destroyed in a moment, swept away utterly by terrors. Like a dream when one awakes. O Lord, when you rouse yourself, you despise them as phantoms. When my soul was embittered, when I was pricked in heart, I was brutish and ignorant. I was like a beast towards you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire beside you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For behold, those who are far from you shall perish. You put an end to everyone who is unfaithful to you. But for me... It is good to be near God. I have made the Lord God my refuge that I may tell of all your works. Amen. So as you mentioned in the heading, we're told that this is a psalm of Asaph. Mm -hmm. And this is the first one we've come to attributed to Asaph. No, no, it's not. Was it not? Psalm 50 is the first one. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, we've we've had one. There's 12 total. Okay. The first one is Psalm 50. And now we have 11 in a row. So it's the first one in this book, and it's and it's really the first collection. Oh, I forgot about Psalm 50. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. so It's, it's been a few weeks. It has been a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as we go back to, uh, though, this psalm, I guess I just want to ask the question, remind us, who was Asaph? Yeah. And uh, we are introduced to Asaph as a contemporary of David and even Solomon, uh, as being one of the Levitical priests and singers when the Lord gave... David, his plans for his temple and setting in order temple worship. Uh, I believe it is in 1 Kings chapter 4, and, excuse me, not 1 Kings 4, but 1 Chronicles 15 and verse 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is listed along with some others that we're going to find in the Psalms, such as Heman. I say Heman, is that right? Or I, Heman? Yeah. 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a trick to my eyes because I grew up in the eighties. Yeah, so I, I see He Man. And yeah, I, no, and that's but, probably not right. No, but. probably not. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. So well, you have him and Ethan, which, by the way, yeah, in this particular book. We have these 11 Psalms of Asaph. We also have a Psalm from Ethan, and we mm-hmm. also have a Psalm from Heman yes. in, this, in this collection of books, uh, Psalms in this book. One of the things that's noted about these musicians uh, in the scriptures is their great wisdom. Mm. In fact, uh, they are held up as the standard contrasting Solomon for wisdom. In 1 Kings 4, verse 31, the scripture says of Solomon, he was wiser than all other men, wiser than Ethan, the Ezraite, and Heman, and lists a couple of others. Isn't it fascinating to think that if Solomon had not been given his gift of wisdom or had it been there on the scene, the wisest leaders would have been these Levitical musicians. Um, and so we see their wisdom. I, you know, one other thing, observation to make about that, with uh, Asaph's number of Psalms 11, um, and then Solomon two were mm-hmm. attributed to Solomon in the Psalter itself. In the Psalter itself, Solomon gets a lot more note for his Proverbs. But there was an explosion of psalmody going on. Mm-hmm. The writing was continuing even as David passes and Solomon's the leader. But it, it seems like it's coming through now. Asaph, Heman, these Levitical singers. Yeah, and it, it seems apparent as we read through some of these psalms attributed to Asaph that we're, we're not just talking about the person himself, but even his sons, and the, uh, kind of, I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but the school of Asaph, mm-hmm. the, the the legacy, the lineage, because right. some of the Psalms are actually going to talk about some things that are well after yeah. the man Asaph, but it's still called a Psalm of Asaph, and I think that, and he, yeah, here's something as, as I recall, his name comes up again in the Restoration teachings. Yes, right? in Ezra and Nehemiah, okay. he is mentioned, right. they have sons of Asaph mm-hmm. who come, so in Ezra chapter 2 and verse 41, in chapter 3 and verse 10, and then in Nehemiah 7, 44, it's mentioned that they actually have singers of Asaph, of Asaph who, yeah. who are with them. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, I just want to read this from 1 Chronicles 25, 1. David and the chiefs of the service also set apart for the service the sons of Asaph and of Heman and of Jejuthun, who prophesied with lyres, with harps, with cymbals. The list of those who did the work and of their duties was, of the sons of Asaph, Zachar, Joseph, Nethaniah, and Asherah, sons of Asaph, under the direction of Asaph, who prophesied under the direction of the king, mm-hmm. recognizing mm-hmm. this idea of these guys actually did produce uh, literature works from God. Yeah, they were it speaking from God as they were doing this. This was prophecy, and and we're getting some of the fruit of that mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. in Psalm seventy three. I appreciate that so much. Uh, also, when we see this psalm as being this first-person story of their own kind of struggle with faith and then coming into the house of the Lord, I appreciate, wow, this guy led public worship. Yeah, yeah. This guy led the people in worship. Yeah. And the significance of, well, if I had said some of these things that I was thinking in my heart, I would have done this disservice to the generation. Yeah. Well, because he was a voice of influence. You know, He's supposed to be leading the people to God and leading the people in worship. Right. But I think it also helps us and gives us an insight that even the people who are the leaders of worship and the preachers and the elders and all such as this, they're not immune from times of doubt and struggle. We're people too, Mm -hmm. and we all need the Lord. Absolutely. I think that... uh... I really appreciate you bringing up that point where he says, had I spoken like this, I would have betrayed the generation. We're in a day and age where what seems to be prized most is this 
this description of real and authentic. Oh, you got to be real. That says that everything that pops into my mind and everything I deal with needs to be put on public display. Mm -hmm. And I believe that Psalm 73 gives us a great balance for that. Because Asaph, or the son of Asaph, whichever Mm -hmm. one in writing this, does present for everyone to hear a struggle that he has been through. Right. But what he doesn't do is vomit up all his problems while he's in the middle of them. Right. He, he he has a problem, he's dealing with it, and I don't know what all he did personally with with what it, his friends, with right. fellow leaders, right. with others that were around him and talking about that. But here he does make it public. He doesn't act like, "Oh, I've never had struggles." He doesn't he doesn't act right. like, "Oh, I can't let you know the problems that I've had." Yeah. But he does wait until he gets to a place where he can share it from an educated, proper, balanced approach. And th- and this is a very public thing. I'm Again, yeah. I think probably in personal relationships, he probably did talk to people. And I think that's the good balance. And I think that's the struggle we have with so much social media right now. It is so easy. And I, and I lose sight of the fact that when I'm posting something in social media, I'm actually declaring it to the world. Correct. I'm declaring it to everybody. And it's going to be there forever. It's not a private conversation. It is not a private conversation. But you think it is. Yeah, which is why, and people will say, "Well, if you don't, you know, post every thought that comes into your mind, what what are you trying to hide, and where's the authenticity?" But what I'm learning here from Asif is there's such a virtue as discretion. Yeah, and everything that comes to my mind doesn't need to be said. Certainly doesn't need to be broadcast all over the world. Sometimes, believe it or not, Edwin, I think foolish things. It's not going to help anybody. It's yeah. not going to edify anybody. Right. I have that thought. Yes. Yeah. And of course, we always will have those who come behind and say, oh, I'm so glad you did that. That doesn't mean it was the, the right thing to do. <laughs> and again, I, I want to see the balance here. I, so, so you and I have a relationship. I, I mean... I am like uncomfortably honest in our relationship. Well, it, it makes I know, me uncomfortable. I know you've told I, me. I know you've told me. Okay, you're and I radical and I, honesty. And I have other friends like that. That look, I am dealing with this, and I got to talk to somebody mm-hmm. about it. And I think mm-hmm. everybody needs to have that. But it's not everybody on in the world, right? And it and it doesn't need to be out there for everybody in the world, yeah. and it doesn't need to be out there for the folks who are young in the faith, and it doesn't need to be out there for those whom we are leading. Right? We we need to have some discretion, and here we find so some great stuff here. Leaders struggle also, mm-hmm. but whether you're a leader or someone who's just walking this journey along with folks. Find your people that you can be open and honest with. Find the folks that you can share the struggle. Mm-hmm. Amen. But but don't broadcast it until you've got that resolution that you yeah. can actually share with. Yes, I've been where you are, and here's how here's how I grew through it. Let me share that with you. Yeah. And I think that's a powerful thing. It and is. that's the kind of authenticity and vulnerability and reality that we need. Not not the not the cathartic vomiting dumpage of everything that's in my heart and mind at every right. moment for the whole world to to watch. Yeah. And I, I think that's a powerful balance we yeah. have here. Well, listen, I appreciate it so much, and I'm looking forward to uh, talking through this psalm and walking through this psalm today. Uh, well, all week, we got it kicked off today. Yeah. We'd love to hear your feedback. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, or jump over to the Facebook discussion group. Uh, we just love to hear from you. Let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day, a new day, a new week, that we might look at this new psalm, Psalm 73. And Father, as we are uh, seeing your inspiration working through Asaph and his experiences, it, it, it draws me in, Lord. 
And I pray that as I walk through this psalm this week, that I might remember that in the end, I want to be with you. Father, help me to be a good leader. Help everyone to be a good leader and those, Father, that you've tapped with leadership. But I pray, Father, that that we might be wise in our words and understand that what we say and what we do affects others and generations around us. Father, help us to walk then for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.